Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to Moments. And uh, my name is Rob, and I'm here with my dad, Gregory Dickow. Dad, how are you feeling? It's good to be with you. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling groovy. Awesome. I'm I'm really excited about the season we're in, the season of fasting from wrong thinking. That's right. It's uh, it's not a fast from food. (laughs) Yeah. Hope everybody knows that by now. It's a fast from wrong thinking. And we're literally breaking the mentalities of failure and replacing the mindsets that defeat us and limit us with God's way of thinking about us, which is life-changing. That's great. And and for those that don't know what what this is, you obviously explained it there, but if you want to be a part of this, if you haven't signed up um, and joined in on this, you can do that. It's fastfromwrongthinking.com. It's a free 40-day devotional. We go through uh, every day one thought that we're breaking down and replacing with God's word. And so I want to encourage anyone that hasn't jumped in yet to do that, and you'll get an email every day um, with those thoughts. And it's a great way to be consistent in developing good habits in our thinking and thinking along the lines of what God says versus just what we naturally think. So we're here tonight to break down some of the, some of the thoughts. We'll probably lean into one or two um, that were, that we're in the middle of right now. And uh, I want to share, if I can real quick, a couple testimonies from uh, the book that we put out. And I really love hearing people's stories and I would love to hear from people uh, uh, and their story and hear what God's done in their life Mm -hmm. through fasting for wrong thinking, whether it's this year or whether it's one of the previous years. That's great. There's a link right now on your screen that you can and uh, go to, if you want to send in your story, your testimony, something that you've experienced, some form of transformation that you've experienced while being on this journey of fasting from wrong thinking, uh, anything that you have that's been a positive form of transformation in your life, we would love to hear about it and celebrate with you. What uh, yeah. what, what have we heard so well, we far? We have so many. These are testimonies that uh, we've collected o- over time, and I put it actually in this book because these were so... Um, These were so encouraging to hear people that have been addicted for 50-year addiction broken. I recently completed your 40-day fast from wrong thinking. Deborah wrote in and said, as a result, I quit smoking. Shortly after that, I had smoked uh, for over 50 years of my life. And now I've been four months uh, clean and no craving at all. Only God could do that. Thank you, Pastor Jigal, for being real and doing all that God has planned for you according to his will. That's cool. amazing Very that cool. uh, smoking addiction for 50 years yeah. could be broken just through fasting for wrong thinking. Another one healed of post-traumatic stress disorder. Something that's been on my heart is people are dealing with a lot of trauma. They're, everybody has some sort of trauma or most people have some sort of trauma in their life. And that kind of stuff gets healed mm. here too. I praise God, this person wrote in, that you were obedient to God to start the fast from wrong thinking. I don't want to know, nor will I think of where my life would be without going through it. I never stopped this life-changing fast, and it healed me from a lifetime of post-traumatic stress disorder. If you've never had it, you don't know, you don't want to know what that's like. I praise God daily for my healing. Thank you again. This awesome. is another great testimony of what fasting from wrong thinking can do in a person's life. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah, it's it's really great. Um, Before we move on, I think we want to uh, just give people an opportunity uh, to 
give and to advance uh, the mission that yeah. God's put uh, on your heart, on this house. And um, we really want to take this message and, and get it to more people. So more people experience the kind of transformation that you're, that you're mentioning here, just from those couple, couple people that just, a, it's a small example of the life change that happens yeah. as, as people are empowered in, in their thinking. And so we would love to uh, partner with you in getting this message to more people. So I just want to encourage anyone um, right now to take part in this mission with us and join us. And uh, if you just want to be generous in, in your life, this is a great way to do that. This is a great step towards generosity, uh, the habits of generosity that I know we believe in and we want to foster in our lives. And, yeah, for sure. Um, so this is a great, a great step to do that. I want to encourage you to take a minute right now and be generous and partner with this ministry because not only does it allow more people like this to experience transformation because we're able to take this message and get it to them, um, but something happens, I know, in myself when I'm generous or when, yeah. I'm, when I'm attaching myself to the kingdom of God in my finances. Uh, I know the blessing of God flows in my life and God always takes care. He always makes up for anything that I feel like I may be losing. Yeah. Um, and with giving, it's really, point. with giving, you're really never losing. It's, it's investing. Yeah. And there's yeah, always, really. in God's kingdom, there's always a return on investment. So um, that was so that's many my encouragement. ways, so yeah. many different ways that right. we get a return right. in our emotions, in our relationships, in yeah. our finances as well. Yeah. So thank you everybody yeah. for giving and for being a part of what, what God is doing here. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Let's pray for them. Let's do it. I, I want to pray for you and believe God with you. Um, for your finances. I, I believe it can be a, your generosity is a, res, a reflex to God's generosity and it can be, begin a snowball effect of just accumulating victory after victory, success after success. So Lord, I just thank you for every person who is giving and every person who wants to give. I pray you would overwhelm them with blessing that they would see coming in and going out. They would see blessing in their family, blessing in their relationships, blessing in their finances, blessings coming upon them and overtaking them. I thank you for an overtaking year of blessing, a, ble a year that we are completely overwhelmed with your goodness and your provision for our lives in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you. for All that. right. That's awesome. Yeah. I received that. And thanks to everyone for being a part of that um, with us. So dad, we're talking about fasting from wrong thinking, a couple key thoughts I think we want to lean into tonight. But before we do that, I, I just, one of the things that have been on my mind based on some of the testimonies of change that we've, we've heard, I think it's important to note that there's not, it's not like, um, this is some magical thing that, you yeah. know, you, you do this, you do this 40 days. And once you get to day 40, then you experience some miraculous transformation. I think it's important to note what's actually happening here is we are taking back control of what we believe and how, and how we think now. And I think it's, it's important, like this distinction of like, you can't control and you, you say this all the time. You can't control um, the thoughts that knock on your door, the right. thoughts that show up in your mind, but you can control how you respond and what you allow to let in. And that's really what we're doing is we're just saying, okay, these thoughts I'm having them. These are negative thoughts that I'm having, but I'm refusing to let them control my decisions and my attitude. And I'm going to choose to set my attitude on what God's word says. And I think the more we do that, the more control we have in how we live. And, um, a study that I just wanted to mention really quick that I thought was pretty fascinating 
fascinating. Uh, there's a Duke University study in 2006. It says over 40% of the actions you do every day, they're not a result of decision making. They're a result of your habits. Yeah. So we are 40% of what we do is just it's automatic behavior yep. because of the way that we've just lived our lives to this point. And so I think what we're doing here is we're taking back control of that 40% and starting to kind of get in the driver's seat of those so automated ways of thinking that have kind of veered into negative territory. And yeah. we, want to, we want to kind of steer ourselves back to, to what God says and how God thinks. No, it's great. Uh, habits are, uh, habits create our lives. Habits create yeah. the reality that we live in, right? And, but the habits are controlled by the belief system underneath those habits because no habit will we won't be able to hold and be consistent with any habit if we don't actually believe the thing yeah. that we're creating a habit from. So underneath it all is a belief and underneath a belief is the assumption and the thought that you believe in, the mindset that you have. You believe that life is always going to get you in the end. Life is always going to you know, cause you to feel pain in the end. If you believe that, you're going to begin to create habits that align yourself mm -hmm. to that. Or if you believe that life isn't happening to you, life is happening for you, if that really is your belief, that's going to create a habit of expectation. The habits that we, that are, that form success are formed from the belief, that overwhelming belief. And so what this does, what fasting for wrong thinking does is it, it, blow by blow dismantles the mentalities and the beliefs that have kept us limited and kept us defeated and kept us expecting the bad. Yeah. And this kind of thinking causes us to believe the good that's going to come into our lives, the yeah. good that's already come into our lives. And that creates the habits that form great character mm -hmm. that cause us to fulfill our, right. our God-given purpose and destiny. Everybody wants to fulfill their God-given destiny. I think everybody longs to have purpose in their life, but all of that flows out of our health of thoughts, our healthy yeah. mindsets versus unhealthy mindsets, right. healthy expectations versus, versus unhealthy. And this just gets people on track yeah. long enough to form the habit right. of right. thinking the right way. Right. Yeah. So I, um, okay. So here's a summary of, of what we're doing and I'll bring <laughs> yeah. this into my personal life. Yeah. Great. So I have a few plants. Okay. And I would by no means call myself like someone that is good at caring for plants because I'm not. And what I end up <laughs> doing a lot of the times is with whatever the plants that are, that I have, uh, I'll, at a certain point there will be some, some browning or some like tips that dry up or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta trim those, those plants. I gotta trim the bad parts of the plant. But what, what happens is the, the root problem hasn't changed. I'm not watering it properly and I'm not getting it proper sunlight and I'm not, I'm not cultivating healthy soil and that's producing those brown spots and dried up parts of the plant. And I'm just like, well, let me just fix this part. But they keep showing up. So yeah. instead of dealing with the branches, the fruit, whatever metaphor you want to use, we're really getting to the root and the soil so that the, the health there's health in the soil of our lives is going to produce health in the fruit of our lives. I mean, that's really what we're at, what we're about here. Yeah. Um, and this is how we actually get to real change. It's not just picking at the fruit, just dealing with the root. Right. That's right. And, and the fruit on the tree is connected to the root in the ground. And if the root, the Bible says in Romans chapter 11, if the root is holy, 
then all the branches will be holy as yeah. well. And it's, it's, we're not, it's not, a, the focus isn't on the word holy there. The focus is on the principle, yeah. whatever the root is, is what's going to, is what all the branches are going to become. So if the root is holy, all the branches will be holy. If the root is good expectation, all the branches are going to produce the fruit mm -hmm. of those good expectations. And I really believe expectation is the womb of miracles. Expectation is the womb upon which our life is born and the Huge. good or the bad in our life is formed in the womb of expectation. And this, this kind of mindset shift is all about creating an expectation of good. Mm. I would have despaired, David said in Psalm 27, 13, one of my favorite verses, I would have despaired unless I believed yeah. I would see the goodness of God in the land That's of the great. living. So his, his, he's declaring that his emotions are completely the byproduct of his expectation. Mm. So if I'm not, if I don't expect the good that God's going to do in my life, I will despair. I will be depressed. I will feel negative. But, but despair leaves my life yeah. when I'm expecting the goodness of God to show up in my life. That's great. Expectation is the womb of our lives. It's the womb of manifestations. It's the womb of miracles. It's yeah. the womb of the good or the bad that shows up in our life based on our expectations. Yeah, it's really mm -hmm. great. It's really great. Now we want to get into some specific thoughts. Um, before we do, I meant to bring this up earlier. I don't think I've seen you wear glasses since I was like <laughs> six years old. I think this is the first time in a long time. Uh, yeah. Because you, uh, yeah, you just kind of sh shifted uh, how you saw um, like we're talking about seeing the, good, the goodness of God. All right. I'm not yeah. going to, we'll move on. I'm not trying to make this cheesy, no, but great. I just think it's hilarious. Um, I haven't seen you like that in a long I time. Know. Like a kid. You know what? I, I, I had LASIK surgery yeah. Yeah. when you were young and I never need glasses. And these really are just for fun. Nice. Um, nice. so I'm healed. Good mm, news is I'm healed. I'm well, but I thought I would try to look at things differently this year. Love that. Love that. <laughs> change, change my perspective. Change the view from which mm. I'm looking at life. And it does make life a little different when you have glasses on and, well, and you see a little differently. But I, yeah. I want everybody to see, to see from God's point of view it's these great. days. It's great. Yeah, That's so. what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. Um, let's dive into a, a specific thought that we're yeah. fasting from. It's really not a specific thought, but it's a way of thinking. Uh, it's a uh, mindset. So it's a little bit, little bit different. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, what, what we talk about is how small thinking produces small living. And um, sometimes we just are living below the potential that God created us to, to live in, to walk in. He's given us, uh, we, we have, we have higher capacity. We're higher capacity leaders, higher capacity parents, higher capacity friends and, and, and pastors and employees and, you know, team members like, but we sometimes live below our capacity and where that happens is in our thinking. And that's kind of what we're diving into today. Yeah. Yeah. Small thinking is the result of our view of God. Like we think small when we limit God to being small. So the way we see ourselves is going to be the way we see God. If we realize how big God is like yeah. my, my saying, I like to say, get rid of your small God, mm -hmm. get rid of your small God. In other words, 
we have to stop seeing God as small or unable, unwilling, incapable, or doesn't want to bless us, doesn't want to give us a, a, a great life. The Bible says he creates all things richly for us to enjoy. It says that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's the God of creation. He's the God of, of all good. He put Adam and Eve in the garden to eat freely. Like God is a good God and, and he wants us to, to see him the way he really is. Small thinking comes from a small view of God. So let go, let go of a God that doesn't want to heal you. Let go of a God that doesn't want to fill your every heart's desire. Let go of a God that doesn't want to bless you to over to 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 overwhelming increase in your life of joy, of peace, of happiness, of of kindness, of friends, relationships. There's so much good that God wants to give people and we got to take the limits off. A small God is going to make you small, keep you small, but a big God when we realize how big he really is, I wrote this down actually and put it in the book that scientists estimate that there are over 100 billion galaxies and 100 billion stars in each of the galaxies. And God created all of those stars and all of those galaxies. That's a big, big God. And we sometimes have such a narrow view of what God can do in our lives because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess where, where do we go to, um, I mean, I know where we go, but where, what would your, um, suggestion be to get us to start? How do we look at God in the right, the right way? I mean, what are the, maybe the, the, um, the qualities of God or the, you know, how do we start feeding ourselves the, the, the proper view of who God is. I, I, I want to agree it's with good. that, that God's big and I understand that concept, but how does that relate to, to, to me and my situation? Well, I think, um, one of the things that helps me and people can find this in their email for day 16 as well. But, um, if you look at the language God uses, so to get a view of a big God, to understand a big God in a practical way, think of the things that he tells us and speaks to us in the Bible. He says, ask of me for the nations in Psalm chapter two, and I will give them to you. He tells us in Mark chapter 11, speak to the mountain and it will be removed, mm -hmm. be removed from here to there. He says, um, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 15, he says, your descendants shall be as numerous as the stars in the sky. In Numbers chapter 13, he says, you shall possess the land. I think these promises are a picture of God's grand, large scale view of mm. himself and his invitation for us to think big and to dream big and to ask big. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. where I get my view of God. And I, I, I would say, you know, one of the scriptures that I taught you guys to pray when, when you were young, I, I taught Roman for the last several years, and we've been praying this on the way to school every day for a long time as well. And that is in, um, in, let's see, in first Chronicles chapter four, I was mm. trying to remember that verse, the prayer of Jabez, Jabez yeah, in first yeah. Chronicles chapter four. And it says that Jabez 
prayed to God, he was, his name means pain, right? The name Jabez means pain. His mother bore him in pain. So he's associated his life with pain all of his life. He's been called pain, Jabez. Every time he heard his name, it was pain. Um, and he got tired of that limited, painful reminder of what he brought his mother, the pain that he brought his mother, like we all brought our mother mm -hmm. some pain at one time or another in our lives. But he was tired of identifying with that. And he said, he went to God and he said, God bless me indeed. He said, oh God, bless me indeed. And then he said, enlarge my territory. He said, let your hand be with me that I might do good and not evil. And the very next verse of the Bible in first Chronicles chapter four says, and God granted his request. So this man, Jabez prayed and said, God, enlarge me, yeah. enlarge my impact, enlarge my land, enlarge my property, enlarge what I own, enlarge the territory that I can take in my life. Every person that's connected to us right now, every person on this earth has some territory that God wants them to take. Mm. Maybe they need to take the territory of their business. They need to take the territory of their family back. Maybe there's some territory in their emotions that they need to take back. There's some territory in our mind. Our minds are mm. huge and mm -hmm. we need to take that territory back for God's purposes. And my point is simply in the same way that Jabez thought large, he thought big, he asked big, God bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. And God answered his request. If God will answer his request, he'll answer ours. If we will be so bold yeah. as to be daring like Jabez, oh God, like he wasn't even messing around. He wasn't like, oh God, just meet my needs. He was like, bless me indeed in a way that is indeed in, in action, in physical evidence, enlarge my territory, give me more land. God didn't say you're asking too much. God didn't mm. say shame on you. God didn't say you're being awfully greedy there, son. You're being awfully selfish there, son, because there's enough for everybody to go around. God's big yeah. enough to answer everybody's prayer. He's right. big enough to heal everybody that asks. He's big enough to solve everybody's problem. He's big enough to save everybody in to, in, and take them into heaven. The ark that God told Noah to build was so big that the, the Bible says it was like, measured out to be three football fields long and on several stories. And it was big enough to fit all of humanity that lived at that time. God cares about saving everybody, but only eight people got on that ark. Mm. It was too big for eight people. Yes, they had the animals, but they had enough room on there for all the human beings on earth. And God has enough room in heaven yeah. for everybody. He wants everybody saved. God has enough blessing for everybody. He wants everybody blessed. God has enough wisdom for everybody. He wants everybody having wisdom. This is, this is the God of the mm -hmm. Bible, mm -hmm. the big, big God that a man can ask for nations and a man can ask to enlarge his territory. And a woman can ask that God would use her and bless her family and, and give her children that when she wasn't able to have them and, and those children that she had became mighty warriors and mighty generals. And th this is the kind of God we have where we yeah. can go bold with him and go big with him yeah. and he will go big with us. That's awesome. I think what we're saying here is when you 
believe, it starts with believing in a big God. Yeah. And when you believe <laughs> in a big God, you'll believe for bold things. Yeah. You'll have that. It's, it's a, it's a like faith inducer. It brings, it, it, it elevates our faith. And I think that's really where you, you step one, realize that God is bigger. Yeah. So start there, but step two, start asking for some bigger things. And I yeah. think what you have in your life, uh, we, what we have in our lives is it's a product of what we've asked for, for in, we in a lot believe. of ways. And yeah. there's obviously there's, um, there's a natural side to life and things that are, are out of our control. And it's just the nature of living in a fallen world. But if we don't like the way that we're living, if we don't like the results that we have, um, can we ask ourselves, did I ask God for what I'm missing right now? Good what word. I feel like I'm, I don't have, is that something I've actually asked God for? And if we would start taking what we don't have and asking God for what we need, I think our, our lives are going to look completely different if we just tap into this power. And it's just maybe what happens is, and I can speak for myself, we don't always believe that it, that it, it will happen. Yeah. And if we don't believe it will happen, we're not going to ask for it. And yeah. maybe that's one of the reasons that keeps us from asking God for some things is we don't want to be let down. Or, or yes, or we think we're being selfish or sure. maybe we're asking for too much. And, you know, Jesus said, ask and it shall be given, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened. But here's the thing about what you're saying is that there has to not only be an overwhelming belief that God is big, but an overwhelming belief that God is generous too. I think when we see God as being stingy and he only divvies up just enough for everybody to just survive, rather than God wants to bless you to be a blessing, that he's so outrageously generous yeah. that, that Romans 8.32 says, he who did not withhold his only son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Mm. He gave us his son. He didn't give us his nephew. He didn't, he didn't give yeah. us his pet. He didn't give us his, you know, he gave us the best. And, he, and, and that is the absolute proof that there's nothing less than Jesus that God would give us. If God gave us Jesus, he would, be willing to give us anything. Yeah. And of course, in Christ, that is that does meet most of our needs, just simply being in Christ. But God knows we need, we need clothes to wear, we need food to eat, we need money to spend, we need a roof over our head. God knows the needs that we have. We need mm -hmm. companionship, we need friendships, we need relationships. And he is just waiting to be asked. It says, come boldly. Yeah. to the throne of grace. It's the throne of grace. It's not a throne of judgment. It's not a throne of, of, of punishment. It's a throne of grace. And it's open. Mm -hmm. And God says, come boldly to it. Yeah. And so when we see all That's that good. he created and we see how big he is and we see how generous he is, then that will trigger us to be bold. Yeah. And to your point about... We sometimes don't ask because we really don't think it'll happen. We're afraid that we won't get it. But Jesus said, ask in John chapter 16, verse 23, 24. He said, ask and you shall receive that your joy would be made full. Like he wants us to receive mm -hmm. and he wants us to have joy, the joy of receiving what yeah. we asked for. So great. you can't be disappointed if you never ask 
that's true. You won't be disappointed if you never ask, but if you never ask, you'll never know if. Mm -hmm. You'll never know if that was something that got, like what harm is it to ask big? Yeah. To right. take a promise from God's word, we have nothing to lose. What's take a promise from God's word and ask, what's the worst going to happen? Yeah. Like, shoot for the stars. If you end up on Mars or on the moon, you're still great. Yep. But shoot for the, the big, shoot right. for the greatness that God created us for. There wouldn't even be this discussion. We wouldn't even be having this discussion if God had not created in us mm. a belief that there is more right. to life than just barely getting by. Right. right. There that's is really more. Great. I think that's important because um, there's more that God deposited in us that we're not even aware of. And that might be where I, I start is um, I want to ask and I want to think bigger. But I think where I could start is I want to ask God to help me think bigger. And that's good. Ask God. I want to ask God to help reveal to me the things that he wants to do in me that I haven't even like envisioned for myself. Yeah. And I think so there's, it's sort of a, a two way thing here. One, we go to God for the things that we need, yeah. but then I think we need to listen to God for the things that he needs to, to get to us yeah. and the things that he's trying to do in us that we are, are limiting with our small thinking. And so it's really good. I think, I think I would start by saying, God reveal to me what you want to do, the territory you want me to take, the things that you want to do in my life. And, and I want to lean into that. And then I, I have my needs. Let yeah. me ask you for, for, for those things. Um, but let me know more of your heart and let me see really what great. you see. I think that's an important distinction. It's not just, we go to God because like, we just have all these selfish wants and desires. Like right. part of going to God is getting the heart of God and getting the bigness of God and revealing him revealing to us the bigness that's that's in us that we don't even realize boy you, your mom raised a good son <laughs> uh that, that's great stuff that's great yep, stuff pretty great. you know that you know i'll tell you the scripture that came to me as you were sharing that is in psalm 37 verse 4 and it says that delight yourself in the lord and he will give you that's the great. desires of yeah. your heart and you can look at that verse in two ways. I like to believe that it means both things, that uh, he will give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires of your heart, but he'll also give you the desires. Mm. Pause. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Like he will create in you, because you're asking him, mm. he'll create in you the, desi the right desires to desire. He'll give you the right things to desire. He'll give you his desires so that you're desiring the right things, and then he will grant those desires. Yeah. So I believe he's so big, he will put his desires in us, which are above and beyond what we can ask or think, and then he will, he will fulfill those desires mm -hmm. because he promised that he would. And if he did it for David, he'll do it for us. If he did it for Jabez, he'll do it for us. If he did it for Rahab, he'll do it for us. If he did it for Sarah, he'll do it for us. Yeah. So it's really great. There you so go. I, I would encourage um, those that are listening and watching to start with um, from here. Ask, what am I missing in my life that I have not asked God for? Yeah. And go to God for it and take that risk and be bold uh, because he, he says to come boldly to the throne of grace. So what am I missing in my life that I have not asked God for? Let me ask God for it. And then what's an area of my life that I may be thinking too small in? Good. Ask God for the bigness, God's 
the big, the big way of thinking, the big way of asking to take over that small area um, that I may be living in right now. And I think let's start listening and leaning in to the bigness of God, the generosity of God, which yeah. I think is a very important distinction. It's not just that God's so big, it's that God's so big in his generosity. Right. So why would we, why would we sit back and not take full advantage of his willingness to give us what we need? So, and one more thought that mm-hmm. I think if, if we will allow ourselves to, to see God for the generous God that he really is, it will change how we are because we reflect the very nature of what we think God is. If we think God is stingy, we'll begin to behave stingy. But if we really realize God is so generous, we will become generous too. We will take on the characteristics of him when we truly identify his real character and his true nature. And his true nature is good. His true nature is love. His true nature is generosity. From the beginning of creation, he has been generous to everything he ever created. And he's not going to stop now. The only mm-hmm. thing stopping people is our limited way of thinking, which is what we're trying to dismantle right. to begin with. So get connected yep. to our fast and wrong thinking if you're not already and yeah. start on day one. Your day one is the first yeah. day that you sign yeah. up and it's absolutely free. Absolutely. So we want, boy, your life your life can get better and better yeah. if you um, as you continue to renew your mind to it's this really way of thinking. It's really great. Well, I want to thank you, Dad, for leading us in this and in this journey to change from the inside out, which is what we say, and that's happening. And uh, I know people are experiencing that change and are going to continue to experience that change. We're going to be doing this uh, for the next few weeks or you're still, we got a few more weeks to go with, with our track that we're on right now. So there's more thoughts to dive into more to break down. So looking forward to more, but thanks for bringing um, yeah, for the, sure. the leadership and the direction that we need in this journey. Yeah. People's people, their new year's resolutions have mostly crashed by now <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for most people it's studies true. show 85, 90% of people, they, they make a resolution and it, and it stops by now, by February. But here we have a way of thinking that is not a resolution. It's not you promising God, you're going to be better. It's not even promising yourself. You're going to be better. It's giving yourself the the permission to think differently and to think from God's point of view. Give yourself permission to do that and your life will be changed forever. It's awesome. Yeah, I want to pray for the greatest miracle of all is the miracle of salvation and the greatest change of all is the change from an old heart to a new one. And God wants to give you that. That's called being born again. If you've never been born again, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life as your Savior and Lord, then why wait another moment? Heaven is real. We're all going to die. We're either going to go there because we we have a bridge named Jesus to get there, or we're going to be stuck in our own destiny destination of hell because we didn't accept the bridge. It's God's not sending anybody to hell, but we send ourselves there by rejecting the gift of his sacrifice. Accept that gift. Just say, Heavenly Father, just pray with me right now if you'd like to. Receive Jesus. Just say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for my sins and Jesus rose from the dead. Just pray that. Just say that out loud. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. Therefore, from this moment forward, I'm a child of God. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, 
You are now a child of God. Let me know. Write me. Reach out to me on social media, whatever way you can. There's an address on the screen. I want to get you a book called The Power of a New Life. It'll, you can download it anywhere in the world, and it's the next steps in this journey with God. And I congratulate you. Please let me know. We'd love to hear it. would be the greatest thing to hear what just happened in your life and your story. And thanks, Robert, for yeah. connecting us and moderating, hosting this. Can't wait till next time and Sunday as it's well. It's going to be good. Yep. Yeah. We'll be back on, on Sunday. And um, I want to encourage everyone to subscribe to the Gregory Dickow podcast where you can hear this conversation and all of the content that comes from here ends up there. So I encourage you to subscribe there. Also, the YouTube channel is a great way to say subscribe so you get all the content. If you're watch, if you like to watch a video, it's all there. So dad, great stuff. Thank you. Uh, thanks for leading us and uh, looking forward to more. And otherwise, we will see everyone uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I can't wait. Good. God bless.